Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Welcome back to the program, and we are super blessed that you have taken time out of your day to join us here on our weekly Shouts of Grace uh, radio program, uh, where we take uh, God's Word and we apply it to a whole host of uh, topics, whether that be things we go through in this life or just looking through the Scriptures um, in order to gather uh, together and adopt a biblical worldview uh, for our lives. And so we are always blessed when people tune in uh, to that. Um, and so if you are a first-time listener, we want to say welcome to the program and to also invite you to visit our website. And our website is shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there at shoutsofgraceradio.com, uh, we have about two and a half years worth of past programs. And so you can certainly uh, take some time and make your way through those. And if you're a return listener, uh, we want to say thank you um, for listening, for tuning in, and for your weekly support. And as always, we want to thank deeply uh, Key Radio Studios here in Provo, Utah, for the use of their studios um, as we record this uh, on, on a weekly basis. And so um, if you're familiar with Shouts of Grace, you know that we have different guests um, in the show in, in the studio each week. Some of them are on the phone uh, from across the country, different pastors and church leaders, and then some of them come into the studio. And today in studio, I have a familiar voice, a good friend of mine, and a pastor at Redemption Hill with me, Pastor Joe Funicello. How are you, brother? Hey, Steve, doing great. Thank you so much. Good, good. Man, we're going through a little bit of a heat wave here in Utah, and, and I got to say, I love it, man. It's just a, um, I, because because in about four months, we're all going to be complaining. Well, you won't be complaining about how cold it is because you're a snow bunny. Um, I was just <laughs> say snowman. You're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a snowman not even a snowman you know what i mean you like to go well, i ski. like to go skiing ski. exactly so, I, I don't know a about ski the bunny yeah so anyway um we like to we like to mix it up cut it up and have no, fun here on shots grace and um but anyway um it's been hot and we're um and we're i'm, I'm blessed about it got some vacations coming up but um if if you've joined us the last couple of weeks you know that a couple of weeks ago we started it a um kind of a series that we're just gonna go through until we decide not to go through it anymore and we're calling it hopping through the psalms kind of ski bunnying through the psalms right joe <laughs> it just kind of fits <laughs> but anyway um so we covered a couple of a couple of psalms and um we're gonna do it we're gonna do that again today um i thought it would be a great place to um to park in psalm 139 which is just a um, a, a great psalm about God's love for us um, and, and as well as about how important we are to the Lord. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to uh, read a section and then we're going to do what we do here. We're going to unpack it and I'll, and I'll hit the ball over to Joe um, for, some, for, for some input here. So Psalm 139 in verse 13, it's a, it's a very famous portion of Psalms um, and, and, and a lot of people like to quote it. And so um, let, let's go ahead and read it. It says, for it was you who created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. 
I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous, and I know this very well. My bones were not hidden from you when I was made in secret, when I was formed in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. God, how precious your thoughts are to me, how vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, I am still with you. God, if only you would kill the wicked, your bloodthirsty men stay away from me, who invoke you deceitfully, your enemies swear by you falsely. Lord, don't I hate those who hate you and detest those who rebel against you? I hate them with an extreme hatred. I consider them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my concerns. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. This is this is a psalm that seems to be going south or seems to be going north and then it turns then it turns south and then it kind of goes west and goes north again, you know? And it's just kind of David is on um is on this um this kind of there's no way of putting it this praise of God, Joe, where he's he's acknowledging that he's not an accident. His life isn't an accident. He was actually made by God. He's not the sum of of billions and billions of years of chance particles coming together and things evolving, that he is a direct um, creation from God. And the praise that he gives God in this psalm is in recognition of all of God's wonders in creating him. And that's all of his life. And he'll even say, and we'll look into this, even the days of his life, all of what that entails, the good, the bad, and he's giving praise to God as a genuine outpouring from a heart that is full of gratitude because God is his creator. And then he has this quick contrast as kind of an overview of those who also say that they love God, but they actually hate him. They're, they're deceitful. They're, they're, they're wicked, he says, right? And so we've got, we've got one that praises God, David, through the outflow of just the, the, the conscious reality, God made me. And then you've got another group that really the insinuation is they don't have any conscious fact that they're made. They're just praise. They're, they're, they just have a fake faith and they're evil. And so David kind of, kind of jumps on that as well. And so what I want to do is kind of, that's kind of the overview. I want to go back to the beginning where he says that I have been made, right? He says in verse 13, um, you created my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you. Joe, why is it important that, Christians understand that, that beginning, that the importance of that beginning. Is it that important? I mean, could, could a Christian just believe, Hey, I was, you know, I just believe I evolved through billions of years of chance. Why is that important that God knit me? God made me. Well, I, I think when you consider that, you know, the Lord said the same thing to Moses have I not formed, you know, um, you know, everybody and have I not taken care of and done? It is a personal um, aspect that you are not by chance. This didn't happen randomly, uh, you know, uh, two whatever molecules or whatever got together and then, oh, it's just an accident and here you are. But God is specifically thinking about you 
knowing you and forming you. And his hand is upon you. And it is a wonderful comfort to know that um, if anybody ever feels alone or anybody ever feels like, why was I created or why was I born? That God was involved and God sees. And he's the one that has his hand upon everything. And he has his hand upon your life. And you weren't an accident. If somebody feels that way, uh, it wasn't by mistake. Um, and you may even feel not wanted, but that's not the case with God. Hmm. And so circumstances in life for uh, people are, are different all around. But God is specifically involved, not only with your uh, creation, your being born, but involved in your life and wants you to have a personal relationship with him. Yeah, I like what you said, because I think it's spot on where you said that it's it the idea that's being painted here is you're personal to God, right? It's, it's, it's like if, 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 if a person just simply believes, yeah, I'm just a random chance and I'm an accident and I just kind of evolved, you know, from the, from the goo to the zoo to you type of thing, right? If, if that's just, if, if that's how it all happened, then there's really no personal involvement and therefore the the propensity to think that that there's personal accountability isn't there either right if, oh, yes. if i'm just Very an accident yep. then hey who cares yep. you know i don't have to answer to anybody yep. right but the second that you inject the creator you put him into the scenario no you were made personally by him and and notice what david says i mean he gets he said my inward parts were knit together when you think of knitting knitting is a one thread at a time it is a very intricate and i'm not a knitter you know i'm just yeah. saying it's it's a very well intricate, you might knit a little bit once well, while. well exactly while i'm skiing with the bunnies <laughs> so but it's it's a very it's a very intricate process where one stitch at a time and i don't think that's by accident that he uses this god is that in love he's that involved he's that you know into you that he knit you one stitch at a time your inward parts every part of you he's involved with when you put that into the equation now to the human mind I am not my own free moral agent. Yeah. I can't do whatever I want. Yeah. There's somebody that had the ability and the power and the authority to create me. Am I not accountable to him? So, Joe, I would say that that all of Christianity or the Christian worldview begins here. What was the origin of life? If the origin of life was an accident, go live your life. Go live your life and do what you want. But if you are here because someone designed you and put you here, you are not accountable to yourself. You are accountable to the one who made you. And now the worldviews hit the fork in the road. And the one who realizes, wow, I am here, Romans 1 says, that mere creation testifies that there is a creator, right? I am here because there's a creator. Now the search begins. Who made me? How could I be so intricately woven together? How is it that my eye through billions and billions of years just evolved into this, this, this unbelievable, you know, a uh, focal, focal apparatus that is that is that is more advanced than any camera lens in the world that has that has millions and millions of of electrical you know wires if you will connected to the back that goes into my brain and when my eye sees something it instantly sends a signal to my brain and my brain tells me move your finger open your mouth say this i mean all of that by chance no all of that by design now the question is who's the designer 
right? I mean, it's, it's, it all begins there. So for a Christian worldview, we don't believe in evolution. We don't believe that God just, you know, or, or for that matter, I would go as far, and maybe that's another episode, I'd go as far as saying I, I do not hold to a theistic evolution view where, where God is impersonally involved, and he just mm. threw matter out there and then let everything evolve into what it did. Yes. I believe God stitched you together in your mother's womb because God is that intimately involved with you. Yes, and you, you even see that that Jesus when he's speaking in the gospels when when things aren't you aren't just created and thrown out there he says Jesus says even when the bird falls it doesn't fall that's without right. your father knowing every single thing and every single aspect of everybody's life and everything going on he goes and aren't you worth more than the birds mm. so he's involved he knows in the aspect when you talked about the fork in the road um, now you have a responsibility which um is awesome um, and, and neat at the same time because if people discover that God cares about them and is concerned about them and he isn't up there uh, sitting on a throne with a, you know, with a whip uh, to, to, to command and rule, but it's a, a loving, uh, uh, caring and compassionate father that sent his son and wants a relationship and wants to direct your life and wants to make it better then everything changes. Amen. So, yeah. Amen. And I think that's what prompts David to just cry out in verse 14. I'll praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. It's just a, it's, it's an amazing truth that starts to set into the soul. Hey, you're listening to shouts of grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to shouts of grace with pastor Steve, the radio ministry of redemption Hill church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. Before, um, well, I got in studio today a good friend of mine, uh, Pastor Joe Funicello um, from from Redemption Hill Church, where we serve alongside each other. Um, Before the break, Joe, we were just talking about um, our series, Psalm Hopping, and we're in Psalm 139, and we were just talking about this idea of why it's important that that we recognize um, that God made us—that has to be the starting point because then it becomes this this um, quest to find out who is this God? Why why would He make me right? And 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 then you end up uh, making your way to the gospel. He says something um, I, I want to look at now. He says um, um, in verse sixteen, "Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in the book." in your book and planned before a single one of them began. In other words, God, you knew my life before I was ever born and every single one of my days. And because God is omniscient, he is um, all knowing. Um, God knew every thought, every situation, everything that you would encounter before you were ever born. And that is mind blowing to me, which tells me that Joe, when I go through things in life, whether they're the good things that shape me or the bad things. When I'm looking out and all of us have had those days, you know, or perhaps you're there now and you're listening and it's like, God, why am I here? What's the whole purpose? Why, why am I even alive? Why are you letting this happen? Let's say, let's assume that, that, that you do know God and you're questioning. Let's assume that you don't know God and you're questioning and saying, you know, if, if, if you're such a God of love, how in the world could you let this stuff happen to me? And, and I think there's a comfort, at least for the believer, that they can find in verse 16 that, listen, whatever you are encountering right now, it could be going through a divorce. 
You could be going through some legal issues. You could be going through financial problems. You could be going through health issues. You could be going through relationship problems. Whatever it is, listen, God knew every single issue before you were ever born. And when I think of the depths of that truth, Joe, I'll tell you, the worry and the anxiety quickly dissipates, doesn't it? I mean, don't you kind of fall into this, oh, you know all things, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, tell, talk about how important it is that a believer rest in the fact that God is sovereign and what comes into their life, pain or whatever, that he's in control. Why is that so important? Well, I, I, I think when you realize um, that God cares— and God's involved, and he sees everything, then we may not understand. There may be hurts. There may be things that come in that were, why is this happening? But we can say, basically, we can say, you know. Hmm. You know God. Because when he spoke to Abraham, um, I'm sorry, Moses, and he says, I am, um, he is, at that point, everything, he's telling Moses, he's everything that we need. And he's everything that we need in the midst of extreme difficulties at time or pressures or, or hurts or uh, hopelessness, that he is in the midst of that. And in that, if we can take comfort, and it actually takes a little bit of faith, doesn't it? Mm. Because when the circumstances say something different, we have to look beyond the circumstances. We have to look to what the word says and tells us he's our creator and he loves us. He's involved with us. And we hang on to that in the midst of a situation or a circumstance that says completely different. We can trust in him. And what happens in that? Then maybe you and I, we find comfort in that, but maybe we have grown in an area of faith we never grew in before. Yeah. Amen. I, I love the next section of verses. It is just, it's, there's so much in this. Um, in verse 17, it says, God, how precious your thoughts are to me. How vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake up, um, I am still with you. And, and, and I like that because, uh, Joe, at some point, a person's going to think, well, God doesn't think about me. God, God, yeah. God what, what, why would God care about me? There's 8 billion people on this planet, you know, exactly. and, and he's got other things to do. He's got better things to yeah. do, more important things to do than to think about me. And exactly. as vast as the, as, as the sands of the sea, if I were to count them, I mean, you know, I can go and pick up a handful of sand and just be overwhelmed by how many grains of sand is. And, and he's using an analogy here to say, look at God's involvement with you. It's so personal and it's so deep on his end that the only thing I could say is if you were to take all the sand in the world and count it, his thoughts towards you are more than that. And that's unfathomable when yeah. you think about it. I mean, he's into me that much. And, and so, Joe, for for the person that thinks they're not important, I mean, we live in a state where people people think life, you know, their life doesn't matter. And they take it at a rate that's unprecedented yes. anywhere in the country, particularly between the ages of 14 and 24. Um, what would you say to the person where this program might make it to their ears right now, sitting in their car, sitting in their home or whatever, and, and they're just thinking – man, life is just isn't worth living because nobody loves me. Nobody cares about me. My parents are divorced. My step-parent can't stand me. My friends are talking about me, and, and I'm terrible at school, and I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not pretty. I'm not, I'm not all that, and, and I just, why do I even want to live? What would you say to that person in light of this, in light of this verse? The um, one thing I can say is that to God, you have value, and you know you only have one life. And if you throw that life away, you cannot take it back. 
Mm. And once um, you step beyond the veil and you see the consequences you've made can be horrific, take comfort in knowing that there is a God involved. Reach out to him in faith, not in good works, not in religion, not in anything. He is a personal God who wants a personal. Jesus said to Nicodemus, unless you are born again, not unless you are great with works, unless you do everything. No, born again. That is a relationship of forgiveness with him. You have a life that matters. He will enter into your life through the Holy Spirit. You will have a life that matters. And then you can walk this life out. But if you're stuck in a place of hopelessness, do not give up because it says in the Bible, there is an enemy of your soul. He comes to steal, kill and destroy. Don't let him take your hope. Hmm. Look to God and reach out to him. Yeah. Amen. The last part of, of verse 18, I love, he says, um, when he talks about the thoughts that you have towards me, they're more than the sands of the sea. When I wake up, I am still with you. And I love that because, you know, the, the other day me, me and my wife got into a, got into a little bit of a, a spat, not a spat, but she was just like, you know, I just want to tell you something, you know, um, I know you get up early and you go to the gym and, you know, but, but I really like it when, you know, you, you give me a hug in the morning and, and you're kind of, you're kind of there. There's just something about waking up to the things that's, that are most important to you, you know, and, and I, and, and and as a Christian, I love this because, because God's thinking about me all the time, right? His thoughts towards me are never ending and they're vast, right? So another portion of scripture says he knows the number of, you know, hairs on my head. He's that intricately involved with me. And, and then when I wake up, you know, so, so even when I'm sleeping, it's like God's just a father looking and just thinking about me all the time. And then when I wake up, he, I'm still with him. In other words, my day begins and him and I are together. And there's just something about that picture. When you sleep, when you wake up, he is still there. He didn't bail on you and go yeah, to the gym at four did. in the morning, <laughs> right? He's, he's there. He's the first thing you see, the first thing you experience. And again, I, I love it because Joey's talking about intimacy. Um, in the last couple of minutes that we have, he then kind of switches gears and he starts talking about how, you know, um, how, how, you know, he wants you to, in verse 19, you know, uh, kill the wicked, um, these bloodthirsty men, um, you know, kill the, you know, in verse, uh, verse 20, you, inv- uh, you who, who invoke you deceitfully, your enemies swear by you falsely. So he's talking about enemies that, that say, well, we love God, Lord, um, don't I hate those that who hate you and detest those who rebel against you. I hate them with an extreme hatred. I consider them my enemies. And you almost get like this, whoa, David, like, like what's going on with you, man? And, and then he just switches gears. Search me and know my heart. <laughs> talk, talk about that last, in the, in the last minute that we have, talk about the importance of that search me, God, know my heart, test me and see if there's any wicked way in me. You know, the Bible says the heart is our hearts, my heart, your heart, anybody's heart is deceitfully wicked. And we can actually go down a path we think is right. And, uh, and it's not. And the Bible speaks of that. But here David says, search me and know me. It isn't as if God doesn't know. He, David, when he says this, it's actually go, going to be search me and, and, and see if there be any anxieties or see what's in my heart so I can see. Show it to me yeah. so I can see myself. And if I see myself, then I can say, oh, Lord, here, take this, take that. And you created me a clean heart. Yeah. 
Amen. You know, I, I love it. We're, we're, we're out of time for this session um, on, on that last thing you just said, Joe, and all that. You know, I hate them with the perfect hatred. I, I love that he ends with, but search me. Search me because there's something in here that isn't going to be right, you know? Yeah. So just... Check me out, God, and, yeah. and, and see if and see if I'm unclean. Hey, uh, we're out of time for this episode of Shouts of Grace. Thank you for listening, and we will uh, invite you back next time. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.